0: Welcome back to Lyrically Provoked, where I take pieces of song lyrics and give you some insights based on my own life experiences. Today we're going to cover Drake, Way Too Sexy. And full disclosure, I only listened to this song one time because no matter what the hell Drake says, actually I think Future's in here too, Young Thug too, um, I can't get the right said Fred voice out of my head from the original song. Um, they can rap all over this thing with 160,000 bars and all I'm going to hear is the original right set I can't get it out of my fucking head. <laughs> um, so I only listened to that track one time when it came out. But let's jump into some lyrics here. Um, Alright, a whole bunch of intros. Shit. Um, I'm feeling too sexy to accept request. I mean, you're fucking Drake right like how many requests you get in a day uh, <laughs> makes me think of the uh <laughs> making myself laugh every every corny ass dj you've seen at like a small restaurant that kind of turns into a club at night or uh even the super small club where there might be like 60 70 people in there and the dj thinks he's so fucking cool that he doesn't want to like take requests or listen to anybody cuz his mix is so fucking dope, bro, and he's up there with uh you know his uh what the fuck uh Serato doing his mix and the motherfucker's got like aviators on, it's dark inside looking like Scott's torch. Um you're just way too fucking cool to take requests at this sixty person party, right? It's um yeah, there's there's probably less people here than than the the wedding you dj last night. But it just there's always there's some cool ass DJs out there that do the smaller events, but some of them are just like douche city. And they think they're like fucking DJ Who Kid on fucking Shade Forty Five and they're just not. Uh next line. And I'm way too sexy to go unprotected. Um, isn't that how you g ended up getting a baby from a porn star? <laughs> i don't know <laughs> oh man it's uh it's i wonder how many times i'm trying to think there's another song where the uh rapper is talking about how to make her get a plan b it's i got the beat in my head i got the song in my head i don't i can't I, don't, I gotta go look now i gotta find it i gotta go find that song i wonder how many times rappers have brought up um plan b Ever since that came out, like, it's... That, that joke of, uh... You know it's a good night when, when he when he shows up with a bottle of wine and a Plan B. Like, you know, remember when the dude used to show up with, like, roses? And now it's like, uh, I got a bottle of, uh... Ménage trois and a trois and a Plan B. Like, you, you know how the night's gonna go down. She popped a Tesla, now she's going electric. It reminds me of, uh... Um... My neighborhood, anyways, and let's just say my quote unquote, let's say let's say acquaintances, let's not say friends, that sold uh, like ecstasy wasn't really big when I was really young, and then it started to come about more often um, as I got just a little bit older. Like you know, remember that movie Go, where they were like uh, like selling fucking baby aspirin at a rave or something, and the guys like take the aspirin with a lot of pot. You gotta take it with a lot of pot, like. Those are like the rave days, is when I, you know, I started to see. I was getting this, you know, fucking teenager at that point or something. You know, that's when like rave shit was really starting to pop. All the industrial techno people were dropping all that shit. When I was really younger, I do remember people in the neighborhood. They sold a lot of acid, and there was like marketing and business lessons even back then because the different kinds of acid were um, like labeled or they came in certain packages. And like black blotter acid and like death spiral acid, like they, and that way, if you had a good experience with one, then you would always go back and ask for the black blotter or you'd ask for the death spiral. And um, that's why I always like to show the wire because parts of the wire always made me think about back home and some of the things I experienced because you know they would be on the street corner saying, I got that WMD, I got that WMD, or like, I got yellow tops, yellow tops, and you know if, like, if you had a good experience with the Yellow Tops, you want to go back and get Yellow Tops or if you had um, a good experience with WMD. That's kind of how I remember things around my neighborhood where... Um, like, you know, even like weed strains weren't really big back then. It was a thing, but not like it is now. But uh, there was like marketing and branding components, you know, integrated into drugs even way back then that, you know, even today... Um I think about that like as young um early business lessons anyways, so see what else we got here um, diamond popped out almost swallowed sixty thousand <laughs> um, i I laugh because I know a few people that do high end jewelry and they actually talk about um not even so much celebrities as everyday people like how much how many people are just wearing fake ass shit um Another place where I grew up was called Gibraltar Trade Center, and it was like a, a giant indoor mall, open air, where you had these little booths where you could buy like shitty stereo equipment and all that. But you could actually buy gold by the foot; it goes gold on a roll, so you could get, you know, you get your herringbone or three plus one, or you could buy like an eighteen inches, or and they would just like cut off how much you want and they put like a clasp on it, right? Um, there's always a lot of fake ass people fronting now what you know the way the world is you can get fake anything You know, you go to Canal Street in New York. There's so many fake handbags or there was you can buy fake Rolexes online There's so many people just fucking faking it. That's why I see when people get the real shit um, I look for people that have shit that they, they can't get fakes or they can't like rent You can rent a Ferrari it's actually if you make a, a, even a reasonable amount of money you can, you can buy a ferrari i look at people that got the yachts i look for people that got multiple pieces of real estate that aren't like timeshares that they're not renting there's different ways you can like look at people and say okay um that car is cool but it, it's four years old you probably bought a use and it was like 65 thousand dollars there are ways to look rich um yeah, you, know, you can have the fake Rolex and some fake jewelry. You can get a, a used Audi R8 or something. And you know, you can get the clothes. You know, there's always ways that people are fronting. And I'm looking for the shit that I know is hard to buy, where you need like liquid um net worth to really buy some of that stuff. And that's when you can start to figure out if someone's just bullshitting or not. Let's see what else we got. Um let's see. Uh, i'm gonna fuck her friends and send her back to metro housing eh. we all had that friend that made it a really bad habit to like like sleep i oh, know i've seen women and and dudes do that actually now that i think about it I've, i knew quite a few women that did that but they always um not always but they they somehow would go after their friend's boyfriend and then sometimes, like, the dude would go after his girlfriend's friend. <laughs> like, um, you, man, does life get fucking messy sometimes, or what? It's, uh, man, bringing back some memories now. I think I'm thinking about some people that did some shady shit back in the day. Um, you can't ever just be happy with what you got, right? It's, uh,. You got your eye on something, and you you don't have it, so you want it, so you go and try to get it. Even no you shouldn't be doing that, you know. And then like the the chick will do somehow. The chick will figure out like a, a craftier way to get it done, and no one will know about it. The dude will just go like do it in broad daylight and get busted, and end up losing both of them. Like I, I don't fucking know. Ugh, man, people do some stupid shit. Oh, let's see, we're on the future now. I pop out, get ghosts, on a bitch don't know where I went. Where did I go? Um, you know, if you think about, I'm just thinking about ghosting in, in general right now. You know where people ghost? It goes back all the way, as far as I can remember. People are batshit fucking crazy. And you you tell people it's over. I had a, a friend that went through this shit. He was trying to get out of a relationship. Like, for a long time, trying to get out of a relationship. And uh, the person would just like start kind of, I can't live without you. I'm going to kill myself. And it's like these, A, you need to like go help them, get them calls, a helpline, tell somebody, tell their parents, like do something to let them know they're thinking these bad thoughts, right? But also I feel like every year that goes on, we've gotten better at manipulation. I think we're raising the greatest generation of manipulators on the planet where we have figured out everything to say to get whatever it is we want um by manipulating people and this is why you end up getting ghosted because you'll tell someone it's over and they'll want to argue for three fucking hours on why it's over they can't just walk away or this shit goes on for days they won't let go they won't let go and it's like um i've seen people like where they have people like stalk them for six fucking months and this is why you just get this is why people get ghosted um because people are fucking batshit crazy and no one wants to deal with this drama if you say it's over it should just be over everyone should walk away but it can't be that easy um you know i had a i knew someone that was in a big company like fortune 100 and they didn't only want to do the rejection letters anymore for when people don't get hired because oh there's another person i'm thinking of that i know personally like, her life was threatened multiple times by, by people when they said they didn't get a job. And just, like, dealing with the every or the everyday shit. And they, they let someone go and then they were threatening, like, them and their kids. And this person's like, I just work here in HR. I'm supposed to let you go and I got to get my whole life fucking threatened. Um, so the person at the big company was saying, hey, you know, we... There's times when we want to stop doing it because we are met with such... Um, you send a rejection letter and you get a shitty email back and like it's just full of insults and they go online and they write bad reviews about us and it's like they just weren't a good fit for the job but they get so many of these where these people take it so personally that they didn't get hired and it goes back to you they come out of college um, thinking so highly of themselves because the professors are just beating it in their head that they're special and then when then someone tells them no they get all angry so this person's like we're we're one of the largest company, companies in the world. And it's like it's, it's just demoralizing to deal with this every day where you just you open your inbox up and you don't know what, what shitty message is coming from somebody next just because it wasn't a fit, right? Um, this is why people get ghosted. It's we can't keep our shit together. We can't handle rejection. We can't be adults. Um, it's Jack Nicholson and a few good men where it's you can't handle the truth. Um, probably the greatest meme on the planet, because it's so fucking true. Uh, let's see. Um, what else we got? Did a 360 windmill when I left the scene. (laughs) Um, man, it's like, uh, anyone's got a nice car, right? It's, you, uh, I got, you know, a few friends that got some, some decent rides and, you know, they always duke the valet person like an extra 20. I mean, that's before they even leave, just to make sure they park the park the fucking Lambo out front, park the Ferrari out front. Um, that way, what they never understood, it's like, well, you're pulling out and you want to impress everybody after you're leaving. It's like, you know, if you're trying to, like, pick up chicks, how's that work for you? How are you going to pick up chicks if they notice your Ferrari on the way out? Like, is everyone just looking out the bar window to see when you pull off in your fur? I don't fucking know. it doesn't make no sense to me. Good luck with that shit. Um, that's, that's the action. Her best work on her knees. <laughs> I could have swore I saw something on uh, on Instagram at one point. I don't know if it was a meme or for real, but I think Gucci was selling knee pads. Like, that's what you should buy her for Christmas. Now I gotta go look, because I don't know if that was a meme or if that was really for sale. That was really for sale. That's fucking hilarious. Um, too sexy for this cash. Too sexy for this syrup. I think I heard on uh, Rude Jude on Shade 45. Um, Rude Jude or something like that. It was something on XM Radio because they can't talk about this stuff on regular radio. Um, They're talking about the price of like codeine and the black market has gone up like significantly crazy. They're paying like $1,000 a bottle or something now because it was shut down. Um, I had a medicine for um stress headaches like tension headaches years ago and i want to say like i had one bottle it's like 30 pills um i'm not even sure it had codeine It had something that was similar but that one you know it would last a long fucking time like um when like motrin when nothing else would work and i was like you know absolutely crippled i would take one of these things but you know trying to get like 30 pills every six months or something was a really, it was really difficult. And the doctor's like, it's not that I don't want to give it to you. It's that it, there people are abusing the product so much that he's like, I te- based on your level of headaches and what you're going through, I should be able to give you a bottle once a month, just in case you need to take uh, one every day or use multiple pills a day to get you through 30 days. He's like, thank God you're, you're not using it that often. Cause I would have a, a, a tough time because i think they they said they set quotas and each like doctor's office is only allowed to prescribe so much stuff because there was so many of these products on the market but you know what has it done now we got people overdosing from fentanyl left and right and it's uh the shit just keeps i don't know where it's coming from but it sounds like it's possibly coming across the border or where does manufacturing the shit here but like they beat down the whole like vicodin oxy thing and uh beat down the codeine thing. But it's almost like we made it worse. You uh you might have been better off just letting people sip syrup because now people are just fucking overdosing on fentanyl left and right and at times it feels like we're not doing a goddamn thing about it, and it's terrible. We're losing too many people. Oh, well, what else we got? I get cash whenever I fly, I got bitches sexing on me. I mean, yeah, it's, it sounds like a good life. Sign me up. Money, cars, and all this jewelry. Eh, I get cash. That's not part of that. So more chorus. verse three. Young thug. So, I don't know. Not seeing a whole lot here. No penny pinch. I spend it. You know, I am all about saving money. I think you got to be smart. You got to invest money. Um, <laughs> if you think about the amount, if you would invested money in the stock market in the last 12 months, how much it went up. Um, in the last four years, you would have doubled your money at, at a minimum, probably. <clears throat> Flip side of that, I was also someone that bought a Lexus in my early 20s. 21, 22, I don't know, somewhere around there. And that was right after, and I was making good money. I was in the tech world as, as a late teenager. I started my own companies. Um, you know, I, I had a you know quarter million dollar condo in a Lexus in my early 20s. Um, I could afford it not the smartest i could have done smarter things It's that jay-z song where he talks about you know all the money he spent. he could have bought an apartment building or something yeah there there are ways that you spend your money that's dumb but i also don't think that they're going to pack the money in the coffin with me when i die and it's back to when i talk about things of you know when you're on your deathbed the things you think about i'm not i'm not thinking about how much money i got in the bank on my deathbed i was thinking about memories Um, I know people that got a hell of a lot more money than I do because they penny pinched and they saved it all. But on the flip side, they don't, they also haven't lived like I've lived and they have done the things I've done. And I like to find that bridge between um, investing, saving money and being smart, but like living like there's shit I want to go do. There's things I want to enjoy. There's things I want to own. There's things I don't care to own. Um, I never wanted to live life on a budget. It's, I don't wake up with the intentions of spending money, but if I want to, I don't want to, to think about it. Um, but I see these people that end up, you know, multimillionaires at 75 years old, and it's too late. They, their health's not there. They don't have the energy. Their passion's gone. So what was the point of having all the money? You can't do nothing with it. And that's what made me buy my, my Lexus when I was that young. And to be honest, I got the car at a really good deal. It's brand new compared to what I would have got like a Ford Taurus for. But there was somewhere that I was consulting and I ran into this guy. He was like 50-something years old. And he tells me how he, he's like a purchasing manager. He tells me how he just bought his first Corvette. Saved his whole life. Saved up his whole life to get this Corvette. Bought it. But then he was saying how his back hurts all the time getting into it. And I'm like, I don't want to wait till I'm 55 to have a, my first like nice car to enjoy. And then I can't even enjoy it because my fucking back hurts. And it wasn't short shortly after i went and bought my lexus and and i, you know, I ended up buying several after that i will i'll it'll never be more fun having a nice car in your 20s it's it doesn't matter what you do at 60 you're still 60 and uh, i just you know it's one of those things where you hear people t- <laughs> this book i wrote head one that's coming out one of these days i talk about the stupid shit you say when you're younger so when you see someone that's like 40 and they buy a Ferrari or something, it's like, oh, midlife crisis mobile. You don't realize that it took them 20 years to actually save the money up to buy a Ferrari. It's not a midlife crisis. It's when i seen someone do that, it's like they could finally afford to. Um, if I could have bought a Ferrari when I was 25, I would have bought a fucking Ferrari. <laughs> like having a twenty a Ferrari 25 years old, you balling out of fucking control um but i couldn't i couldn't afford it it's this a misconception that it's like oh at 40 i'm gonna buy a convertible now and it's midlife crisis it's like no i finally got my school loans paid off and i have a house and i got a family and i done all this shit and i got some retirement and 401k now i can afford to go buy the convertible that's like most of those people you see it's uh it's yeah adulting's a motherfucker right that's what that comes down to. Anyways, I don't see a whole lot of other lyrics here that I can roll with. Uh, yeah, it's about the end of the song, so not a whole lot of uh, great lines. There's some good lines in here. It's not a whole lot that a lot, a lot of filler in this song. So I don't have a whole lot of lyrics to go off of. Um, anyway, that's all I got for this one. You can follow me on Instagram at jamesphilip313. Drop me a DM with the song you'd like for me to feature on the show, and I'll try to get it done. Until then, I'm going to catch you on the next one.